Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will drive Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is some advice I have for everyone. Being an artist is the only thing I've ever wanted to be in my whole life. I never wanted to be anything else. I remember when I first came to California, after I built this small following for myself in New York, I would be taken out to these fancy dinners with executives who wanted to sign me. And I remember I never, ever ordered anything more than a whiskey neat or a large sake if we were at a Japanese spot. And I remember that they used to ask me, hey, LG, why aren't you eating? And I said, because I didn't come for the California roll. Oh, I kind of get that now. Okay, first of all, I kind of get that. I didn't get it last <laughs> night, but I kind of get that now. I'm, wait, I'm trying to think, do I get it? She I means think maybe like I get she it. didn't come to fuck around. She, didn't, she came to have a business yeah, meeting. Yeah, she didn't come to California to get the California role. She came to California to become a pop superstar. Right. And then she did. She's nothing if not confident. She, right. she did. Okay. So I didn't get that last we, night, but I got it. Cal fucking California role. Also, no one goes to get, no one gets the sense. California role in general. Don't get the California role. I like when a California role just like comes comes extra. And you're like, like, I don't want that. And nobody wants that. <laughs> like nobody here wants that. No, I always eat that. it. Yeah, well. I always eat okay. it. Okay. I can't get enough fake crab. I love like a fake a fake crab mixed with rice. Like fine, I'm in. Uh huh. I like it because it's like, it's like it's almost like a. It's good to have the California roll there whenever you order sushi because it's like we'll throw in a California roll because you might still be a little hungry because if you don't eat it like oh whatever God. but you might still be a little. This is hungry the opposite this extra of the. Thing. This is the opposite of the Gaga speech and this is why you are not allowed to give <laughs> I mean, a speech. <laughs> 
me pulling my Kanye West and being actually Lady Gaga, <laughs> California rolls. I did come here for California rolls, and let me tell you why. <laughs> um, is this on testing one, two, three? I actually would never turn down a California roll because sometimes when you eat sushi, you're a little bit extra hungry, and that's when you can uh, no, eat the California roll. It would. It would actually sound a little more like this. I put my mask on. So actually, Lady Gaga, like, uh, I did come for the California roll. Uh, let me tell you why. So we can talk about the VMAs, Just which we so both briefly. watched against our so better judgment. briefly, so briefly. Kiki Palmer did wonderfully. Let's talk about things that are appropriate to this podcast. Kiki Palmer did wonderfully. She was great. It was pre-recorded. Against all odds, That's fine. she did the best that she could have done in that situation. I have to, I mean, I, I think she was like the only person for the job, you know? <laughs> she was great. She was great. The I watched a little bit of the pre-show, which I thought was really funny because they were doing like interviews with people um, six feet apart at various New York City locales. And I was joking to Lindsay, if this had happened, if there had been a pandemic before the um, before the widescreen television was ubiquitous, we would only see. <laughs> We the would only see the three, interviewer. The four three aspects you, need... you couldn't fit <laughs> the... both people six feet apart on the TV. You definitely need like thank God, thank God, social distancing is mandated during a time of widescreen of of, of, yeah. of wide sixteen by nine nine pre- prevalence. Right. Um, the other iconic um, who's I would say at the event were the Toyotas in the uh, drive-in mm. in the Greenpoint drive-in all those gorgeous <laughs> drive-in. <laughs> those gorgeous Toyotas that were spawn we did have BB Rexa pre- uh, presenting the best artist of the year or something video of the video year, of the, year. Indeed, the video musical BB Rexa presented, presented the video, video of the year, year. To not Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande as we expected, the only award that the Gaga lost was video of the year it was just so like weird and like messy, but then also somehow not messy. Like in its not messiness, it was messy. I don't know how to say it, like mm-hmm. how to explain that. It felt surreal and it felt as inauthentic as it was weirdly authentic. Again, mm-hmm. very confusing. But I do think the one thing that I've taken from this is that award shows need a live audience, not necessarily to be live. I think live is obviously the best you can get but they need a live audience because the thing with this show is it had nothing to like reverberate against you know like there was no meeting of the minds like vma is all about like who's meeting who and who's taking photos with who and who's there and what's their reaction and right and like the surprise of it all or whatever even if it's not live live like the surprise of it and we had we lost that element of surprise in this in this version you know it's like, you know, they say acting isn't, acting is reacting. I would argue, I'd take a little step further. I'd say life is reacting, oh Lindsay. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's not, it's not real life. You sound if like you don't Gaga accepting her, re- <laughs> her 15th award of the night. <laughs> uh, right. Like, it just felt I'd very... say life is reacting. Lindsay, I would say life is reacting. I put my mask Your on Your mask again. voice is funny. Yeah. I will say... If you had if you had just woken up, if you had been Jared Leto at your, you know, very, very long uh, meditation retreat and you woke up on August 30th, whatever, uh-huh. 2020, and you didn't know what was going uh-huh. on and you just you didn't know about the pandemic. You just watched the VMAs. You would think Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande <laughs> rang on me and Chromatica were the most important things to happen to right. pop culture in the past well, that's decade. that's the other thing is like the thing about the VMAs and honestly, most award shows is that they 
somehow like re try and rewrite history or whatever they're mm-hmm. like this yeah. was the biggest thing this was what everybody was talking about this is the most and it's Green like book. and it's like i'm <laughs> yeah. sorry like chromatica is huge and i loved it but like it like the biggest song of the year is like WAP. Like no mm-hmm. mention of that. Barely. The biggest artist of the year is like, like Megan Thee Stallion. Right. Is like <laughs> yeah. and like Cardi or whatever. So like you have these two women who are barely in it. Like I guess Megan was kind of in it, but not there. And usually this Megan is more. Showed up, it's, not there. Yeah. I think it would have been more obvious if it would have been an event that they weren't there. But it almost felt like mm-hmm. like Bieber won something and he wasn't even there to make a video to say like thank you. Like what? Like how? You know they couldn't get him to make a fucking video. It just felt very <laughs> like not weirdly thrown together. Even though it probably mm-hmm. took a lot of work and there was a lot of missing pieces. But I also feel like yeah. every year the VMAs does a lot of like kind of plastering over what actually was happening on the music charts, you know? Yeah. But I think Lady Gaga will get what she wanted, which is in in retrospect, sorry, you're hearing me say this again, but it's fine. This she is gonna get the Getty images of this. Like in the scrapbook of twenty twenty, she's gonna have she's gonna have the tableau of that time that she wore one hundred masks and one hundred different costumes and did all of this stuff at the VMAs. Like these are the performances that are gonna be remembered. They might not necessarily be like the most literally iconic and like impactful. I hate that word. Sorry, but in the videos and the tweets and the photos these will be used 20 years from now like we might get this inflated sense of how important chromatica was simply because of this event i mean i'll talk about it every the... day till i die so you'll get but the inflated look... sense of its importance via my uh interpretation of the event but what was the what did amanda what did amanda seals the vet awards like there were they were great. That was like the first instance of like cool performances happening, but they were like socially distanced. Well, they the weren't thing... necessarily masked and Gaga leaned right. into the masks. Right. She did. She did like she 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 wanted something that would stand the test of time, meaning re- represent the time. Remember when we all wore masks like remember when mm-hmm. that was a thing and like she'll and she wore fashion masks or whatever, which is like the Gaga version. I just think it's so mm-hmm. funny. Like the VMAs is. VMAs is is awarding music videos, but what we got were just music videos that were honoring music videos again because it's like the yeah. taped performances were not. It was just this weird like meta celebration when they it's were supposed videos. to be right. It's like videos honoring other videos that are supposed to be better than the videos that we saw. It's just there's there was a lack of like excitement because it felt like too controlled environment. And the VMAs, mm. as they always advertise themselves, are an uncontrolled environment. Like they would be the first to be like, we're wild. Who knows what's going to happen at the VMAs? Not this year. Not this year, but but if you and if you weren't a Chromatica fan, if you weren't a Gaga fan, you might as well have not watched. I'm just saying, like it was like I think we only give it the benefit of the doubt because Gaga did so well, and it was a delight to see her like f- happy or whatever, like shine mm-hmm. in her element or whatever. Um, the or whatever the only award that we're concerned with as far as this show is concerned is the best new artist push, or they call it the push best new P- artist. I was gonna say Lindsay. It's the push best. Toyota new artist. presents the the Camry <laughs> best the best artist and she gets a Camry. Um, I have a Toyota. I love Toyotas. I have a RAV4. Um, Doja Cat one. Doja Cat one. She also performs. I still think she's a who. She's still a who. I don't know. Well, Megan the Stallion is a them. We've have some, we have yes, some them sure. jumps this year, but you're right. Maybe Doja Cat's still a who. I think she's still. Her performance I think was something. She is. How dare you go to another planet when Chromatica is literally the whole show. Oh, I'm going to go to another planet too. Okay, bitch. Fine. <laughs> 
this shuttle this shuttle is only making stops on Chromatica Doja Cat. I don't know what I don't know what shuttle she took to her planet. How did she even but like, get there? I know. But I think that but uh, and again, like being a chameleon is part of Lady Gaga's charm. But whenever that Doja did that bit where she was like the MTV News host before. Like, she introduced herself as an MTV News host. Yeah, she did the, like, throwback to MTV News. I was like, who is this woman? I was like, is this Alyssa Milano? Because I didn't, no, I was like, did I didn't recognize that that was her doing a bit. I thought it was Alyssa Milano. No, and I was did. like, oh, here comes Alyssa Milano, like, shoving her ass in where it doesn't belong yet shoving again. And like, <laughs> Hi, this is Something Quirkier from MTV News. Performing live on Planet Her is Doja Cat. Enjoy. But it was just Doja in another wig. Like I'm still, I'm still still don't know who this woman is by Doja Cat, and I don't know exactly what her identity is. I don't really know what her shtick is, and and maybe that's on me for not taking the time to to do it. But I also think that like I don't think she really knows who she is yet. Like amount of buzz though. Like she has a hit song. It's a TikTok hit. She had controversy with her like weird chat thing. She like offended people. She like she's had hit songs to follow up the the TikTok hit. Like she Mm -hmm. she's you know she does like singing and she does like rapping. Like she she has enough there. But but you're right. Maybe there's like a thing missing if it's not clicking for you. I just don't I don't I don't know but I don't it is know so yet. funny to me to bring um I'm going to space aesthetic to literally a party where Lady Gaga's there and her entire album was like a space concept and she's gonna win every single award like did nobody from MTV be like hey Doja like maybe choose another theme for you because you're gonna be like swallowed up you know like by the mm-hmm. fame monster aka Lady Gaga by Chromatica's gravitational field. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess Gaga didn't do as much of, like, an alien on space, like, vibe for hers. Hers was more kind of, like, tubes. But, like, it still did feel weird tubes. and, like, cheap. Brain pianos. Very much like the thing from the swamp compared to, like, Lady Gaga's, like, fully realizing, okay, fine, these are just two stands that need to stop talking about Lady Gaga. And we need to shut up. Um, But we can move on. We have a big, we have big Bella news. Thorne. Huge update. Yeah, I mean, turns out bad form. Turns out when you think it's good form, you have it's also could be bad form. <laughs> yeah, we gave her the benefit of the doubt, and maybe we shouldn't have. I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, but also like the service and the platform and like the people using it and the creativity, the benefit of the doubt. And I think that got overwhelmed in terms of like usually we're a little skeptical about celebrities like doing stuff, but like I think. Mm-hmm. For this one, we both wanted to like, we were like, Bella Thorne doing a, doing a new interesting involved. cool thing. We like Sean Baker. Like, sounds positive. Let's move forward. You know, but as it turns out, like, OnlyFans was not prepared as a system, as an app, as a whatever to support the mess up of somebody so big on the app so that when what happened was I guess Bella Thorne and I don't know I'm not an OnlyFans subscriber Bella Thorne so I don't know exactly what happened but reportedly she put up so I guess you can like you charge people to see your stuff and then you can the monthly, charge but then you can do tips. you can charge ex no but you can charge extra money to unlock other pieces within your mm-hmm. stuff so you're like oh this this picture is special because like I'm holding a daisy so do you want to see me hold a daisy click pay me $200 and you can unlock this photo and I guess she am after saying I'm not doing anything nude, she said, um, this is naked, da da da. She charged two hundred dollars. People clicked it. It was not what was promised, and they asked for refunds. And the system, because so many people asked for refunds, they couldn't handle that amount of refunding and they basically had to shut down other aspects of their 
of their app for other users, aka the people who actually do need this app service to make money to pay for everything they pay for in their lives weren't able to receive their money or even ask for certain amounts of money, I guess, like the the max amount that they could ask for for different services lessened because of this. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, I obviously think Bella Thorne shouldn't have lied to her customers. That is not very nice. But also, mm-hmm. to me, this the error on this leans way more on OnlyFans. And I think, like, if you let on somebody and you're going to let them ask for, if you're going to let them make a million dollars, two million dollars on your your service, but you're not prepared if something goes wrong to refund that money or whatever. If it doesn't work, then you're at fault. I thought a lot of people kind of like blamed Bella Thorne. And yes, obviously, but it, but I think it was more like on. I think it was a lot of it was on the app itself. And she she went on a thread after this because I mean, it, it the immediacy with which OnlyFans changed all of their policies and blamed Bella Thorne yeah. for it makes me think they totally they're right that like her. they were they wanted to do this anyway which is fucked up it is fucked. because like the people the, the actual sex workers using this and not upsetting their fans and not doing anything wrong are the victims here and it sounds like these major changes to OnlyFans would not have happened without Bella Thorne. Anyway, maybe maybe they would have, but using Bella Thorne as the excuse right, like she was used as a scapegoat. Like conveniently, she came along and allowed them to make restrictions on their app that hurt people's day to day work, and that but they didn't have to do sucks. that. Right, and they weren't prepared. Like they used Bella Thorne for press, but they weren't prepared to even work with the amount of money that she brought in so that when it all kind of went to shit very quickly they Mm -hmm. had to punish other people on their platform other people they're just out here they're gonna punish the people who they think don't matter you know she apologized for hurting people she went on a long thread that seemed heartfelt i don't know the the sean baker stuff well then they went to sean baker and they were like are you working on a movie with bell thorne he was like no but i do think that's because this got such negative press maybe they had one conversation or like a moment or like an exciting something and like he was like well i never agreed to do anything i you know you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they she... They probably had a conversation and she extrapolated from it. Yeah. And she got excited and she was like, this is why I'm doing this to like pitch yeah. this guy this project to work on and work with him. And he, once this all got bad press, he's like, well, I'm not out here, you know, trying to upset people who I've been trying to uplift through my like career. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at like the actual, the other thing that OnlyFans did, they didn't just change the maximum amount of money you can like tip for little extra things. They changed the payout schedule they changed the payout schedule so it says the site has also extended the waiting period before they're allowed to cash out their earnings from seven to 30 days and this is obviously like to make up for like in case a bella thorne type situation happens in the future and they get all this money and then they have to refund it like they want to make sure that the money hasn't already been cashed out by then i understand that from like a logical standpoint but also you're punishing people who haven't done anything wrong and also these people have (laughs) put their businesses on your platform with the promise of getting paid this often if Mm -hmm. they knew they weren't getting paid this often or if they knew that was going to change they would have used a different platform there are a few other platforms Mm -hmm. and so they would have used one where they do get paid weekly and this would have all crashed down eventually it just happened before OnlyFans was even ready or maybe they were never ready to figure a problem out like this you know what I mean I'm I'm willing to believe that they were never ready to figure out a problem like this yeah um who's next on this on this list Dorinda we have a little (laughs) housewife run here But so Dorinda's leaving. Dorinda left by choice, right? She wasn't fired. We wouldn't have covered Dorinda leaving Housewives because I don't think that that like kind of goes. If we covered every time a housewife left who left a housewife 
franchise, we would we would never stop talking. Like we it just I think the be... only housewives the only housewives now that I think is part of the canon is Real Housewives of Potomac, but that's only because we both just watched the entire <laughs> series front but to like back. We... And we're now currently watching the new ones. Right. But also like, you know, when housewives make big news, you're talking about stuff that they do outside of their housewife like outside of the show. Like I think mm-hmm. we did brief we did briefly talk about the Beverly Hills drama with Denise Richards, but I think that was because of the excitement of Denise Richards joining Housewives as somebody who was like slightly less hooey than the Housewives themselves, who become who are yeah. total nas and then become who's. But she, Denise Richards was a them who became a who by joining Housewives or in general, right? Um, but the thing about the Dorinda stuff that I thought was funny, at least whatever, is that it opened a door to a who's like journey, a financial journey within the jobs. Because I think people always wonder like how much they get paid like a lot of them even though they appear to be rich or not as wealthy as like they lead on they live such wealthy lives so you're like where is this money coming from if not the salary from bravo which i think the salaries from bravo are pretty good but mm-hmm. this was so funny because so dorinda medley was let go of the show or she left on her own accord it's not clear and both oh both parties are no one knows why but the best thing about this was like page six who this is like right up their alley in terms of coverage they come out they come out with this with this report that not only (laughs) that like it's going to be a problem for her in many levels but the main problem that she might have is that literally she doesn't pay her rent because she gets a free apartment because she she promotes her apartment on the show her $10,000 a month apartment is not going to pay for itself once it's not getting the, the, the promo. And the funniest oh thing about this is that she lives in this three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bedroom, bedroom rental in the Oriana located on 420 East 54th Street, which is an area that I've never heard of being called Sutton Place, but apparently it's called mm-hmm. Sutton Place. It's like Sutton Place. It's literally like a one avenue, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven block zone in like Midtown East. Midtown mm-hmm. East on the show she does have these weird segments where she'll be like I love my neighborhood and nobody like respects my neighborhood in Midtown or, and said but like I love living here and it's so perfect and now you're realizing oh she's literally like doing her due diligence brand sponsorship for this free apartment that she lives in what's amazing is this 30 blocks down and four avenues over have changed the whole dynamics of my life. It's easy to get to Hannah. It's easy to go see John. It's easy to walk to Bergdorf's. It's great. You're right. Like, it's this is not a neighborhood I've ever heard anyone brag about, let alone talk about. You know, like, talk about, let alone brag about. It's just, for those of you who watch The King of Queens, it's just south of the Queensboro Bridge on, um... <laughs> for those of you who watch in Manhattan, King of Queens. You know the opening of Queensboro Bridge whenever Kevin James is driving his UPS truck over the Queensboro Bridge? Think just south of that. Um, it's not the most desirable place. It is It is Manhattan, but it's not really near anything. It's sort of like we talked about Jennifer Lawrence having her apartment kind of just near hospitals on the east side of Manhattan on, and in Midtown East. And she's like, no one wants to buy this house because it's just near hospitals and schools. It's another window into like how celebrities or who celebrities once they're famous enough can continue to not pay for enough stuff so they continue to be rich and i'm sure you get and i'm sure you get addicted to that like it, people always we get some calls sometimes like gossip of ex celebrity i mean these are also just out there in the in the blogosphere to use the term but it's like yes there're always stories about celebrities who are trying to get something for free and 
pulling a like, do you know who I am card or I'm this, can you get me, can you seat me, whatever. And it's easy to make fun of it and it's easy to roll your eyes at it and it's honestly very offensive to people who have to pay for everything that they want, need, or use. But it's understandable that you would get addicted to that sort of stuff. Like once you realize that you can get stuff for free, of course you're going to keep like testing the fences with it, like the raptor fences and see what you can get away with. Well, also if it's housewives and you're expected to be like rich, but you're like not rich, it's like, oh, well, I have to maintain the semblance of wealth, even though like I'm Mm -hmm. not really wealthy. Although, you know, or I'm not as wealthy as I lead on. It's part of the job. So you figure out a way around it. And what's the number one thing you'd want to get paid for if you were a celebrity? Your apartment, your home, your house payment. Yeah. (laughs) Garcelle Beauvais. Speaking of housewives, she's off housewives and hosting the real. I don't know if she's fully off housewives though. She might also stay on housewives. There's been mixed uh there's been mixed Cause she just joined Beverly Hills, right? She just joined Beverly Hills. She was like Denise Richards. Yeah, only you're right. Friend. She could do them both. She, she could, could do them, do them both. both. She, she both. might not. I mean, I guess you're right. Like, what would you do? I would just be like, fuck you, housewives. Like I'm <laughs> on to bigger and better. She's joined the real table, which you know is a very iconic zone. That is uh, an in-demand table. She's taking uh, Tamara's spot. But I guess you're right. She fills, as the mom, as a mom, she fills a Tamara role. Like, Tamara's a mom mm-hmm. and, like, whatever. I think she'll be great. From what I've seen for her from her on Housewives, she's, like, a very, like, she's very funny and she has, like, good little quips. But she's pretty, like, even, like, she's, like, even-tempered. Like, she... And I think yeah. she adds a little prestige to it as well. For sure. Like, like the... Amanda is... Amanda is famous amanda has been around for a long time but amanda was sort of niche and i think garzelle because she is on like a housewife show she has like a more a more themmy past than maybe amanda did like she is filling the tamara role because tamara was probably the, one of the most famous ones whenever that show started oh, for sure you know like for sure She's filling the prestige not she's not head of the table, but like she's filling that sort of vibe of a role. Speaking of, isn't there like a view person who's like coming back? Like who who is like it was reported that like somebody from the view was like returning to the view. If we're gonna talk about people Oh, Sarah Haynes. Like yeah, she's Sarah like Haynes. coming back to the view recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? I don't even like know it's weird. Yeah. Who is even left at this point? Megan Megan McCain is still there, right? We'll be still there. So it's Joy's going to be still there. Whoopi, Joy, Megan, Sunny, and then Sarah. Sarah's coming. Sarah's back. What era? I don't even remember what era Sarah was in. Like, who was she? Who was her view counterpart? She was 2016 through 2018. Oh, so recently. She just left yeah. and came back. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And um, I haven't watched The View in a long Me time. Me neither. Um, Me neither. I'd rather watch The Real, but I haven't watched that in a while either. Although it hasn't well, really yeah. been airing, so it's not like... Um, I watched the talk for like two episodes once Marie Osmond showed up and then I was like, I've had enough. (laughs) I've had enough. Our new host, Marie, is nursing a knee injury, but she's still flying back and forth to do her Las Vegas residency through November. And last week, she took quite a tumble just days before her talk debut. Take a look. Speaking of having enough. Speaking of toxic Dennis entertainment, Quaid. Dennis Quaid. I cannot believe this. Are we calling him so, a who in this like segment? No, 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 no. He's fully a them. Dr. Drew is the who. Oh, are we sure? Um, and his podcast are you sure is Dennis the who. Quaid? I feel like he's on his way to who. Like, quick. Like, what's the next, what's yeah, the last big got, thing Dennis Quaid has been in? I get that he's like in. Like, one of the dogs, a dog's purpose, a dog's journey. Like, the dog. But he's the, the dog. dog. That's on a that's on a roll. Isn't he the dog? I believe so, yeah. Hey, it's future Lindsay here. Just popping in to say that 
Dennis Quaid is not the voice of the dog in A Dog's Purpose or A Dog's Journey. The voice of the dog is Josh Gad. But let's just pretend like it's Dennis Quaid for the sake of this episode. All right. That isn't getting any easier. That isn't getting any easier. Okay, I think he's a who. I'm saying who. You're calling him a who? Yeah. I'm, a fi- I'm fine calling him a who. So Dennis Quaid has this podcast that he launched right at the beginning of the pandemic. You, If you have like, to like March launch 16th. a pod to like make up a fake thing about like the denissance, like your return, like you can't make mm-hmm. up your own like denissance. Like you just can't. There's no denissance. The denissance, the denissance, the busiest in the biz. You do know who it is. It's Dennis Quaid. That's him. And no offense, no offense, the little sketch drawing that is the cover-up for this podcast is Dennis Quaid in, if I'm being generous, 1998. Okay, so, like, this is not... Yeah, and didn't he just make the news by, like, marrying a woman who's, like, mm, 35 to 40 years younger than him or something like that? Didn't he just yeah, make the news savoir. for that? Yeah. 39, 39 years difference. Okay, I difference. was close. <laughs> We don't even have the thing about it is we don't even have to focus on that. We can just focus on what he says. Someone called our VIP line about this and was like, "LOL, he ad- he adopted a cat and named the cat Dennis Quaid too." That's funny, right? The f- shelter named the cat Dennis Quaid. You know how sometimes sh- cats will name shelters will name cats funny names to like get them adopted mm-hmm. or like dogs and yeah. animals. Yes. They named the cat Dennis Quaid and then he adopted, and, he adopted it. it. And that was like the okay. press. Like that's like good press for like animal adoption. He said, of course, I need to adopt this cat now. Okay, that's it. It's funny. That's it. So someone called. We're, we, it's a funny human interest story. That is a funny the thing most people.com story could, that could ever exist, right? You right. know, like. And then, you know, we find out that Dennis Quaid has this podcast, which I think maybe we even talked about because something about it rang a bell, but I'm not listening to this thing. And I finally decided I'm going to see what this podcast is all about. And I'm scrolling through Lindsay. I mean, tell me where your eyes would stop. There aren't that many episodes of this podcast, maybe like 15, like full episodes. And we got the first one, Dennis and Billy Ray Cyrus on baseball, music and self-exploration. Like why? Dennis and John Carter Cash, Dennis and Billy Bush. No, thank you. Uh, uh, Garcelle Bouvet was on there. Dennis and Garcelle Bouvet still didn't listen to it. Dennis and Adam Carolla. No, thanks. Dennis and Clint Black, country singer. Then I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Dennis and Katie Kirk. I'm sorry, but these guests are like wild. (laughs) I see this. Dennis. Oh, wait. He interviews the screenwriter of A Dog's Purpose and A Dog's Life, which is really funny. That came out last week. Dennis and Dr. Drew on COVID-19. Stop dead in my tracks. I'm like, I have to hear what this guy says about COVID-19 because I have a feeling it's going to be a problem. These two geniuses on COVID-19? Yes. 100%. Um, CDC who? (laughs) Let me, let me. <laughs> More like D Q D Drew. D Q D D D Q D D. I only listen to D Q D D. Dennis Quaid and Doctor Drew. So, <laughs> Doctor Drew. In case you're like, mm, if in case your eyebrows raised when you thought about like coronavirus slash Doctor Drew, you might remember that back at the beginning of the pandemic, Doctor Drew, who is a very like, um, I don't know influential quote-unquote but like high profile how about that high profile profile doctor with the platform said that the coronavirus was you know he was angry about quote press-induced panic 
he talked about you know the fact that it wasn't going to be as bad as people said blah 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 ultimately he ended up apologizing right but he's also had controversies in the past where where he's made like doc people have gone to him with like doctor questions and he's made like controversial he's a reality tv star he's a he's a he's a he literally has been in celebrity rehab sex rehab celebrity rehab presents sober house doc dr drew podcast this life with dr drew dr after dark like but also like when it comes to specialties his specialty is addiction so it's like i don't necessarily want to talk to my like uh just my normal doctor that i go to for physicals about maybe like neurological questions that i have you know what i mean like his specialty is not epidemiology right Right. he hasn't and also he hasn't practiced like in a while in a long time the point is like we're not going to dr drew with all of our burning questions about covid and if we are like the the answer the question is why However, Dennis Quaid is like, I have questions about COVID. Who am I going to call? Dr. Drew Pinsky. So he does. And he turns the mics on. So I'm listening to this. And I have, I took all these clips because I was like, (laughs) as it just kept going. First of all, audio quality is terrible. Secondly, they sort of sound alike. So sometimes you're like, what is Dennis Quaid doing saying something like this? And you realize it's Dr. Drew. Um, They repeatedly referred to the politicization of this, the politicization of this virus. And they leave things out. You know what? Let's just let's just start with this. Let's just play some clips. Yeah, both of these came uh, those came from China, originated in China. Uh, did they not? Yeah, swine flu was documented as being a natural occurring phenomenon, whereas COVID, we don't exactly know yet. Correct. Yeah, yes. there there are, there are aspects of the the biology or the really the genetics of this virus that make it hyper infectious that are sort of characteristic of changes that people use in bio warfare not to say that it couldn't occur in nature it just tends not to and so that's what has people kind of look that particular bat that it came from uh didn't live within 500 miles of that lab or the the city of wuhan Right. Those those yeah. sorts of question marks. Again, no one is saying there's no smoking gun, but there are question marks. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Um, so in case you weren't sure what was happening there, that's Dennis Quaid saying, it sounds to me like the coronavirus is a lab-made thing. Uh, and Dr. Drew not correcting him and saying that, yeah, people do have questions. As far as I can tell, people don't have questions. And then he says a conspiracy theory that I've never even heard before. And I was Googling it, trying to find more. That the bat that apparently started the like the jump from animals to humans didn't live within 500 miles of Wuhan. It's like, where are you going with yeah, this? Like, know. there's just some like crazy, weird, vaguely racist and ultimately problematic and fucked up thought experiments happening on this podcast you know what this makes me think though like or what this feels like is like dennis quaid is going for like a joe rogan thing or at least like he had like you know these like celebs they want to like branch out and like do the next thing or whatever and they and dennis quaid like sees joe rogan is like oh i could do that like i got politics i got questions like i got got questions questions. i just (laughs) what if your dog all of a sudden was like hey uh the coronavirus uh is lab made made." and you're like i'm returning you like (laughs) <laughs> I'm taking you back to the shelter, bitch. I know I adapted you because your name is Dennis Quaid, but you're going back to the pound because I can't deal with you. He is he is one step away from fully calling it the China virus. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's unreal, and I and I get that. Like, yeah, not a lot of people are listening to the Denisons, and maybe he doesn't have the impact that the weekly does. <laughs> uh, 
that Who Weekly does. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Maybe more people are listening to this than Who Weekly. They just, you know, don't tweet about it. But there is something that was just extremely disturbing to me to hear this guy yeah. using his his platform. God, I hate like getting on a soapbox here, but to step up, speak like this. Like this is the most unhelpful shit. It's racist shit. It's untrue stuff. You're bringing up someone who has a history of being if not a liar, a guy who isn't to be trusted, and I'm talking about Dr. Drew Pinsky, like, he had his chance and he blew it, and now here's Dennis Quaid, you know, newlywed Dennis Quaid, taking the mic and being like, you know, we should question people. And then Newlywed voice of dog Dennis Quaid. Voice of dog Dennis Quaid. And then we've got this point where Dr. Drew starts, you know, condemning the politicization of this virus and, like, no one wants to listen to medicine, and it's like, People are trying to listen to medicine, but it's the president that's refusing to let them do it. Like it, the whole thing, there were just everything that's left unspoken and the things that are spoken just left the most disgusting taste in my mouth. I think and like, what the point fuck this of guy. this is, is down with all celebrity podcasts. <laughs> yes. I'm serious. Like it's enough. You've done it. Good for you. You tried it. It didn't work out. None of this is going to work out for you. Give it up. Move on. There was a few other celebs who launched podcasts recently, and I have to say, it's not working out. So <laughs> pack it up. Out. You can sell the mic. Uh, you can sell the microphones. On the, I'm sure somebody will want them, and just. Well, he's not using microphones. They are clearly just recording on AirPods. <laughs> no. Like, it's the worst sounding podcast I've no. ever heard. Well, that's the other most kind of like iconic thing is the reveal of what celebs actually don't have like a production team or something. Like, they're just mm-hmm. like, because then all of a sudden, like, their mid pandemic audio just goes from like bad to just like <laughs> incomprehensible. The, the one right after this, he, he spoke with Sharon Stone. I'm willing to accept the podcast where Dennis Quaid talks to Sharon Stone. I'm not. I don't want to hear him talk about the pandemic i don't i don't want to hear him talk about medicine i don't want to hear him talk he about probably politics. brings this shit up every episode sharon stone's like what <laughs> i don't want to talk about it <laughs> dennis quaid's wife is like denny says it's just the flu <laughs> it's like get me out of here get me out of denny. here and poor dennis quaid's new cat dennis quaid who has to listen to this shit God. The cat didn't get to the choose dog. its own name. <laughs> God. The dog that's... A dog. The next one. A dog's theory. <laughs> it's like, well, I think it was built in a lab. <laughs> a dog's theory. It's like, theory. wait, what? The threequel. You adopt Everyone's a dog like, that's like... Everyone's like, a dog's purpose and a dog's uh, journey, they were fine, but you got to skip the threequel. It got weird. <laughs> got weird. A dog's theory. Um, My dog's theorizing things. Uh, <laughs> my dog has some thoughts about Wuhan. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> Thank God theaters are closed. Oh like, God. no one needs to be seeing this. That movie okay. skipped VOD and just went straight to trash. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops my linen bottoms my linen dresses i'm putting on my linen sheets i'm putting on my linen pillowcases i'm just like everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jacket sweaters and hello to shorts tees and linen i know i should probably buy 
some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Okay. Um, this is. I feel like we haven't had something as exciting as like one of our biggest thems dating someone who is fully brand new like with and no hollywood adjacency dating. Yes, confirmed, not like confirmed, confirmed, are confirmed. they they're seen hanging out like are they da, da, da. so this kind of like maybe confirms that the Aaliyah shotgun thing wasn't romantic although i kind of am like maybe it was it was going to maybe it was like initially romantic but then they just were better friends there's something about that feels like they had mutuals and they were like in the right place right time and met and people thought they would get along or something like that that feels very like maybe they were put to get like something like that and then it, it they just were more friends because now you have photos of brad pitt Aaliyah Shawcott and this new woman who we didn't know at the time who are like together and Aaliyah is like sitting in the back and she's just like she knows she's the third wheel like she's like mm-hmm. oh, I would, yes I would love to be that third right. wheel what a great third like she knows like these photos she knows are going to resurface in six months with like the reveal of this new woman like she and it happened the knowing look in her eye actually like is iconic <laughs> like she like knew 
it's just so funny. It's like, why were we ever suspecting Aaliyah Shawcott I mean, whenever this one was right there? Okay, but like... Like, Aaliyah Shawcott, like, on her bike. I just... It always seemed like they were buds. Because we didn't know, know who this woman this was. Then. We didn't know her. Who is she? It... It always just seemed like Aaliyah was like, you know what? She she was a good friend to Brad as he was like beginning his like the next stage in his recovery. And, you know, he was cool again because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, you know, he was going through it. And Aaliyah's like just seems like a nice person that you'd want to be friends with. But turns out this one was there has been well, there the whole time. I have to and admit, we just saw her. I thought <laughs> I, I like wanted I secreted them to get like I wanted it to be them like. For, sure. for Alia's sake, like she probably was. For Alia's sake, there's no way that you'd ever want to date Brad Pitt. Like it would just totally ruin your life. Think about it. Like it just mm-hmm. would not be fun for anyone. And she's smarter than that. But I did was like kind of like, oh, this is like a fun, quirky couple. Like she's creative. Mm-hmm. He wants always wants to be creative in this way. And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he always wants to be creative. Like oh. whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's kind yeah. of more what. Uh, That was like wishful thinking. But as it turns out, nope, this whole time Brad Pitt has been dating this, of course, 27-year-old German model named Nicole Potoroski, who speaks five languages and a proud mother of one and founded an organization to help sharks. (laughs) That's a daily mail. The intense rollout of this woman's identity, first of all, the timeline of this woman was... Brad Pitt goes to France to t- to meet up with this woman. There are extremely blurry photos of them getting off a plane. The photos are so blurry that it looks like when you're at the ophthalmolog- ophthalmologist and they like are like is can you see now? <laughs> it's like the first one or two. One or it's two. like the first time where you're like, I cannot read any of these letters. And he reportedly took her to Miraval, which I which people were like, that's where he got married. So scandalous. But it's also like, yeah, well that's, that's where, where his business that's is. That's where his house. Like that's where he probably has a place he stays. Like where? also he went to. To do he went to do like um, business business stuff for the wine for their rosé like he went to like film a commercial for them or something and they met at didn't they meet at the restaurant okay so this woman as the inform so the information's rolling out every day we get like a new piece of information and we find out that this woman so she has a kid she's still married her husband who is 68 years old she's 27 just fyi uh owns a restaurant a like kind of like buzzy restaurant in it's Germany. so famous uh, it's called borshot is it it's like they call it borshot it's like extremely i was reading into the history of this rest- restaurant yesterday Berlin. and it's like it's been around for like hundreds of years it was one of those restaurants that's like the actual space that it's in is iconic. has been used as this iconic restaurant for hundreds of years, but he reopened it like 20 or 30 years ago. And it's just this like expensive restaurant, but it's not like, um, so it's, I, 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 it's on the Michelin guide, right? So, but it doesn't have a Michelin star because it's like, it's expensive food, but it's also very like plain food. Right. It's like, it's like rustic casual food. German food. Right. So it's not like fancy, fancy chic stuff, but it's like every celebrity goes to this restaurant when they're in Berlin because it's just like good. The way I can, the way it, it looks like it's expensive, like home cooking in a way, nice. but like German home Sounds cooking. Sounds great. And apparently it's like incredibly chic. Brad and Quentin go there. They were, quote, regular guests at the Mm -hmm. restaurant while they were filming Inglorious Bastards, which was from 2009. So they met in 2009, almost 10 years ago. That's not when they met. When did they meet? It says they met in 2019. Sweet. So, but he was going to the, he was a regular. He met the husband in 2009 first, which is funny. But he went back to the restaurant later on and met the wife, met met his girlfriend. 
Yes, 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 yes. That is, and then he, and then he went back to the restaurant in August 2019, and it's like a, it's a famous restaurant, so it's she was, I guess, there because people go there. He came to the restaurant to celebrate Once Upon a Time, and Brad was introduced okay. to Roland's new wife Nicole, and she passed him her number. So I guess like they have an open relationship, her and her husband. And it's like, whatever. And she was like, oh, Brad Pitt gave her his number. And they've been dating since then. 2000, November 2019. Well, they met in August 2019. They met in August 2019. She gave him her number. And they've been dating. And then they started dating. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Alia stuff has been happening through all of that. Right. She um, was the fucking red herring. She's the red herring. She's the red herring. The photo that you put in here of Brad and Nicole, who, like, these photos have been around. We just didn't pay attention to this Nicole because Alia is there. Alia. Alia's right there. So it's like, suddenly you look at it with 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 twenty twenty hindsight, and it's like, oh, duh. And meanwhile, Alia's in the back being like, he, and the caption is, Brad Pitt, German model Nicole Poczorowski, and Alia Shawcott. I can't get Parentheses, over rear. the fact that like this, like the new lens that we're looking at the story, it's like they're sitting next to each other and she's literally sitting behind them. And we like, we, <laughs> the rollout of this information is fascinating because it's like, oh, they're dating. Oh, she has a kid. Oh, she's married to this old guy. Oh, he owns a restaurant. Oh, they're still married. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Ollie is just a friend. Yeah. That's so funny. In the midst of all this, he's like in a fucking court case still with Angelina Jolie. Custody battle. Yeah. This sentence from the, I think this was in um the Daily Mail because they always use weird movies. The Ad Astra frontman and the one and only Ivan star custody, God, the Ad Astra frontman and the one and only Ivan star's custody trial is set to begin in October. The one and only Ivan star? That's Angelina Jolie, the one and only Ivan star. The one and only Ivan star. The one and only Who Ivan Who has a song star. in one and only Ivan? Like Charlie Puth? Yeah. Written by Diane Warren. Oh, great. Wet ass Puthy has a song in that. <laughs> Wet ass Puthy. This song is called Free. <laughs> Great. Uh, what Brad else and Nicole is on this? were introduced through friends, and when they started seeing each other, they told no one about it. Even some of their inner circle of friends are only finding out now. A source told the outlet. I'm sorry. He told Alia. <laughs> he told no, Alia. His like, best friend. That Alia. was their connection. Like he told Alia, and she knew the whole time, and that was like why he trusted her. Also, this is all reporting from like. Us Weekly, Daily Mail, OK Magazine. Everyone kind of got the the scoop at the around I mean, the same the, time. There's no like, ex- I don't know if there was like an exclusive thing. We were talking about this over the weekend, but it's also like, duh, we're idiots forever thinking that Brad and Alia were dating because if they had been dating, that is great press for both of them. Their publicist would have confirmed it immediately if that were true, because well, that makes them both look cool. Well, it is interesting that they confirm this immediately and never confirm that because it wasn't true when we thought they were just being like coy or like... Uh, right, but this know. was confirmed in two seconds. The moment we see of the blurry photo of Nicole and Brad leaving a private plane... Brad's publicist is confirms to Us Weekly that it's true, you know, or a publicist confirmed that it was true. So like, that's how it works with people like him. And so we should have been a little more sus back when it was like, Brad and Alia are fucking. And it's like, I don't know, maybe they were fucking, but it was never a relationship. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, he's like, I'm in love with this woman. Oh, my God. This woman. Okay. And now, TMZ Travel presents Brad Pitt and a hot German model, Frenching. Brad Pitt might have a new girlfriend. 
because he flew to the south of France on a private jet with a German model, Nicole Podorowski. Does anyone know how to say that? Doesn't matter. She is unbelievable. <laughs> and not just because she's 30 years younger than him. But it doesn't hurt. Wait, I didn't even see what Tammy Hemper, what the Tammy Hemper. Well, the Tammy Hemper stuff is really fast. It's very fast. But okay. do you remember the last time we talked about Tammy Hembro where she like, she they called her out for having a tag in the photo? <laughs> oh, the tag was on the couch. Remember yes, the tag, the tag was on the, on the couch. couch. So Tammy Hembro is like often, she's like Australian. She's like mm-hmm. kind of a thirst trappy Instagram model type. So she's like off and on in the tablets for like various sexy related things. But the newest one really cracked me up because it's essentially a repeat of the tag. So the old article says, wait, hold on. Can you spot what's wrong with this clip? Bizarre abnormality spotted in video where Instagram <laughs> oh, yeah. model Tammy Hembro explains why she collapsed at Kylie Jenner's 21st birthday party. So she made that video where she apologized for like being taken out in a stretcher or something and because she drank mm-hmm. a lot and there was a tag on the couch and everybody was like, the tag's on the couch. Now... This is really funny because the news story about her is this. Can you tell what's wrong with these selfies? Fans notice a disturbing detail lurking in the background of Tammy Ambrose's raunchy Instagram post. (laughs) So I'm like looking at the photos and I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Like, I don't know what I can't tell what it is. Like, she just looks like a normal thirst trap taken woman. She's in her bathroom. Mm -hmm. And then someone and then the reveal that the thing in the background is the toilet. The toilet is in every photo. They just don't like that there's a toilet in her photo. They don't, they don't like that this is, woman has a toilet in her this bathroom. This caption of her showing her full ass, like full ass sitting on a counter, and the toilet's in the background because it's a mirror selfie. She says, the caption on the Daily Mail is, too much information. The most recent example of this was a post uploaded on Wednesday, which saw a bikini-clad Tammy perched seductively on the vanity with her derriere in full view. But... They're upset about the toilet, not the full ass. They're like, can you believe this woman is showing her full ass perched on the vanity while a toilet is in the background? First of all, the toilet is clean. This is a clean, clean, clean bathroom. I know. Bathroom. It's a nice bathroom. Anyways, I just can't I cannot get believe this. I can't get over this woman is getting trashed for having a toilet in her bathroom. Where the fuck is a toilet supposed to go, people? If you took a selfie in your bathroom, would you click? Would you, you would cut out the toilet. Or would you? Now I'm like, would I cut out the toilet? No. No, you wouldn't cut out. What the toilet. I did do, I will, I will say, I took a bathroom selfie for the first time, and I can't, I don't even know, like years and years and years of my life, uh-huh. um, uh, like a mirror selfie, and I sent it to all of y'all a few days ago, and that's right, when I was you got the shirt. Jake Gyllenhaal Russ and Daughter shirt, which mm-hmm. is gorgeous. And I took a bathroom selfie. And you know what I did, though? Because I did feel weird taking a photo in the bathroom. But you know what I did first? What? The number one pet peeve. What? I cleaned the mirror. Oh, well, that you got to clean the mirror. Well, you're not going to get a I was like, I'm not sending a photo of my dirty bathroom mirror to my friends. I'm at least going to have the decency to clean the mirror. You know what I would do, though? I would shut the toilet. Like, the toilet seat should not be up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, one yeah, of these I photos... I tend to the shut toilet, the toilet. I tend to close the photos, lid no matter what. The toilet seat is up, and the other, the toilet seat is down. I would oh, shut God. the toilet, obviously. I would shut the toilet. I'm worried about her putting her full ass on the vanity. Like, I don't care about the toilet in the background. Justice for Tammy She's Hembro, even got, like, a chic brush. Like, She's got a chic toilet brush, too. Where is the too. toilet supposed to go? I just don't understand. Justice for Tammy Hambro. Stop talking about her toilet. Let her take her sexy selfies and show the toilet. 
Lori and Future may have broken up. <laughs> this is not super funny. The funniest thing about this is that everyone's making everyone's making jokes about it because she's not pregnant, and they're like, well, "Wow, she got out of this relationship without having a baby." I know. Well, because Future has lucky her. Future has a lot of babies. Future has not just a lot of babies; he has a lot of babies, but from a diff- lot of different women that he's dated. So people's joke was like, if Lori and Future broke up and she doesn't have a baby, then she got out of this unscathed, quote unquote. This Hollywood Life copy is wild. Like, this is from Hollywood Life. Others pointed out that this breakup means Lori went almost 10 months without getting pregnant. That's quite a feat when taking into consideration that Future is rather prolific. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny because it implies that, like, even if they were using protection while fucking, like, he somehow is so good at having babies that he would just, like, he just like so goes past what it. do they think prolific means what do they think prolific means in this context be sure to use birth control because future is prolific <laughs> like what <laughs> i do think i do think however that like future is future is the them here i Lori harvey i think is the who so Lori harvey though how i will say i i i always feel like Lori harvey's about to become like about to do something that's going to make her really but like, famous what would reason. it be like, because again she's like kind of one of those not again talentless but in a very kardashian way where it's like what's her job what's her job what's her business she's nepotism, i'm not sure but what's the I other just, business model i think model. that she is a I, model i think that she's a good personality she's like an interesting nepotism because we don't really like her dad and so because we don't really like her dad and really don't have any problems with her we're sort of like yeah step out of your shitty dad's shadow and make a name for yourself like there's something sort of interesting and unique about her narrative we Um, don't like her dad but i would say like steve harvey is is a pretty iconic cultural character like people kind of do like are endeared to him even though he's kind of problematic you know yeah totally totally like that he hasn't been like like he's still doing fine. I think there's just like a lot of a lot of problems with with regards to his like opinions about oh, the place of women I ag- in society. Oh, I agree, which is the which yeah. which is why the irony of Lori Petty existence is like double like just double Lori Harvey. What did I say? Lori Petty. Not Lori Petty. <laughs> Sorry, Lori Petty's even more of a who than Lori Harvey. That's like rude. I have no I do not want to talk about Lori Petty. No, thank you. These tweets about Future. So glad Lori left Future without having a baby by him. She must have doubled up on plan B. And someone else said, Lori Harvey escaped Future without a baby. An iconic queen. (laughs) Adelaide Kane. Okay, here's a new person moving on from Lori and Future who may or may not have broken up. Again, it's not confirmed that they've broken up. They just unfollowed each other on Instagram, by the way. Yeah, sorry. We didn't even say that. They unfollowed each other on Instagram. So people are saying, oh, they broke up. Okay, but we don't know if they broke up. Again, unconfirmed. Okay. Adelaide Kane, new person. Oh, my God, a newbie. We're excited about this. So this woman, this actress, she's an actress on Rain. 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 She's an Australian like actress. The Royal Rain, not the Chromatica Rain. A CW show called Rain. She's been on all four seasons. She goes on TikTok. And so she starts doing stuff on TikTok, right? And she mm-hmm. has her Lisa Left Eye Lopez moment, her behind the music TLC moment which is pretty amazing because I guess she posted some she said she was in debt she said she was in debt and then somebody commented like how are you in debt like you are on TV right so she responds to this comment with like a new TikTok and I'll play it yeah okay look this is fair so generally speaking SAG minimum for a series regular on a network show is 20 grand per episode so say I did 78 episodes on rain that pairs out to 1.56 million dollars for four years of work right right so 
take like assuming that I've made $5 million in my entire career since I started working at 16. Here is how that breaks down. 10% goes to my agent, 10% goes to my manager, 5% goes to my lawyer, 5% goes to my business manager. And then I get taxed a further 30% because I am a foreign national working in the US. So I lose 60% right off the bat, which leaves me with about 2.2 million over the last 14 years, which if you average it out, comes down to $178,000-ish a year, which would be fine. Good wage, except that I have to pay rent in major cities. Sometimes in two cities at once, I have to pay a publicist, which is usually two to $3,000 a month. Uh, when I've had social media teams, that's been around two grand a month. Um, stylists run anywhere from $700 to $1,500 an outfit, and hair and makeup is about $1,000. Um, it's part of me is like, part of me is like, wow, I love that you did the math, just like Lisa. But also, it makes me think like, if I had asked her, like, um, I'm sorry, Adelaide Kane, when I Googled your net worth, it says 4 million. Like, how do you explain that? And she gave me that rant. I'd be like, uh, I'd have stopped listening halfway through and been like, I didn't ask for your life story, Adelaide Kane. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, it's a it's a little much. Like, halfway through, I'm like, okay, we get it, Adelaide. And you can tell she's like re reading this script. I get it. But she also it also just proves that these net worth sites are fake. All they're, all they're all bullshit. They're all bullshit. They're all bullshit. And a lot of it, she's going to get good press. I guess the the net effect of this is going to be positive for her because it's going to be like, yes, like pay transparency. Like this queen, we love it. But also you've already noticed it coming. Like the comments that are like, but you're spending all this money on glam and stylists and makeup and all these things that like you don't need. And like, don't complain about all these things that you don't need, blah, blah, blah. But she is saying she does need them. Like, they're standard. Yeah. Like, if she's going to be at all more famous than, like, the CW reign, four seasons of it. Yeah. And also the other thing that I think this comes into thing is that because she's Australian, she's paying more tax-wise and stuff like that. So, like, that's mm -hmm. also, like... It's a different story. Yeah. It's not... I wouldn't even call it Lisa Left Eye Lopez 2.0 because the TLC situation was completely different. They were fully being taken advantage fully of by being every robbed. single person right. around them right so it's like it wasn't just a factor of oh 10 percent goes to my agent 10 percent goes to my lawyer oh, yeah. 10 percent goes to my manager it was like their labels and like pebbles all of those people were getting so much more than they it's, deserved because they signed a shitty deal when they were little it's a lisa you know? moment like, in tone only because the reality yeah. of this is like yes maybe agents and managers do rip you off but this isn't mm -hmm. like she didn't sign a bunk contract this is just the way that unfortunately her, the industry that she's also, in functions. Lisa, may she rest in peace, didn't need notes. <laughs> Lisa had it all in her brain. This woman is clearly reading on her phone. Wait, I mean, she did the math, but she did the math. We, we respect math. when somebody does the math. Lisa oh, she, learned her line. She played Mary Queen of Scots on Rain, by the way. But also it's kind of crazy. She was only paid $15,000 per episode. That is really inexpensive. That's really cheap if you think about the amounts of money that people are paid per episode. The housewives are paid more than that. Some big news that happened today that came out of nowhere, came out of nowhere, came out of the woodwork, came out of nowhere. As as Nisi said herself, hashtag plot twist. Uh, <laughs> well, shout out to one of our friends for texting us and being like, Nisi Nash is queer? And I, we were like, not since, I mean, I don't know. And then, you know, she she was married for eight years to a man and they got divorced last year. And this is the plot twist. She was married to another man before that, too. And their divorce sort of got... Some headlines because it was one of those classic divorces. Because Niecy Nash is, I would call her a them. I think Niecy Nash is definitely a them. Do you think so? I would, I, I don't she's know. She's close. She's so, she's been around for so, I think it's, okay, she's cuspy. She had her sort of, <laughs> she said her, she had her sort of like prestige 
glow up in the past couple years because of claws because she started leading her own big show that everyone loves right claws and i wouldn't say that that show was more for when they see us that show was kind of like a critical success i'm not sure if it like blew up blew up but it seems like one of those shows if they put it on netflix it would be huge do you know what i mean or maybe it is on netflix something like that It, it reminds me of it reminds me of um i don't know what category i don't know how i would actually qualify this or like categorize this but both claws and good girls are shows that my sister started watching randomly and she was like i don't know if you watch a lot of network television but I really love Claws and Good Girls. And I was like, eh, those seem like shows you would love. She was like, they're so good and you should watch them. Yeah. Good Girls is now on Netflix. Claws is not. So but... Claws is not. Okay, Claws is not on Netflix. Yeah, it just feels like one of those shows that if they put it on Netflix, it would have like a true second life. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lot of shows, but maybe Claws Starting especially. Three seasons. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be. The funny thing was Claws was supposed to be an HBO show, if I remember correctly. Um, Yes, it was supposed to be an HBO show. Then it became a TNT show. Point is, Niecy Nash has sort of had like a, a comeback, like a second wave of her career in the past few years because of Claws. That's true. And because of When They See Us. And now she's like being seen for the, like, the force that she is. Everyone sort of likes Niecy Nash. I don't think anyone has a problem with Niecy Nash. I think people think that she's hilarious. If you're a millennial like Lindsay and I, you loved Reno 911, I assume. That's true. Um, but the point is, Niecy Nash just suddenly married a woman, like, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> two days ago, a month ago. Who knows? Yeah. She officially got divorced well, it's, from her. It's, <laughs> it's also weird to have a wedding now in general. Like, just like, it's like, wh- that also is surprising. But like, this is double surprising, right? Because if, no one... if it's going to be a pandemic wedding, it's going to be a fucking queer one. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be, it's going to be a plot twist queer me, wedding. Me at a, me looking at photos of a straight wedding, like shaking my head, getting angry. Me looking at photos of two women getting married. I'm immediately giving them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Well, I'm sure they all quarantined. I'm sure they all fucking quarantined. What's your problem? <laughs> Wow, the bias is strong. Okay. Oh yeah, fully the bias. I mean, I'm I'm opening up to it. I'm opening okay. up about okay. it. Okay, just saying. She got sort of big headlines earlier this year whenever she divorced Jay Tucker, who was her last husband, because her full name, her her last name is Nash, but that was actually her first husband's last name. So her born her um her actual first name was Carol Denise Ensley. Then she married Nash, and she became Dar- Carol Denise Nash. And now she's married Jessica Betts, and she's Carol Denise Betts. So I think she, she's striking so, Nash from the record. But no, but she has to be Niecy Nash. How is she going to change her, her? She's going to change her Hollywood name. It would be really fun if she did. But plenty of people change their I Hollywood don't know. names. Niecy, Niecy Nash is such an iconic name. Like it yeah. really is. Like it, it really is. Remember her show where she cleaned people's houses, or she didn't clean people's houses. She just went to their houses and she was like, "Show, let's clean people's houses." It was like hoarders, but not quite on that level. The TLC show. And this is Clean House, the show that rescues families from a cluttered home. We pull it all out, sell it at a yard sale, and then match the proceeds up to $1,000. But they don't get to keep that money. We use it for the renovating and decorating. The cleaning, painting, and organizing are all on us. I can't believe her real name is Carol. That really says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And now her name is Carol Betts. (laughs) The... The new wife is a total who she's a singer, but with like, she's a, she's like a, she doesn't have that many like followers on Spotify to use that metric just because it's the easiest one. But she does have like a toe in um, who dumb because she was a reality show winner no, 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 in the no, early no, 2000s. No, 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 no. Lindsay, which, she won a reality show hosted by Missy Elliott in the 2000s. <gasps> Wait, the, the star finding one, the, the, the. Well, it was a it was a show called The Road to Stardom. Yes. 
Did you watch The Road to Stardom? No. <laughs> Hosted by Vanessa Manila Folders. <laughs> but I remember the show. I remember the show. She won the show. And now, Missy Elliott is in search of America's next music sensation. An all-around artist who can not only perform, but write original songs as well. This is a Missy Elliott exclusive. On the road to stardom with Missy Elliott, thousands have auditioned, but only 13 performers will be chosen to travel across the country to be mentored by Missy and to compete for the ultimate grand prize. A recording contract with Missy Elliott's label Goldmine Inc., a released single, and $100,000. She won the show. And I think I was reading like press releases for, about the show for, from the time, like contemporaneous press releases. And the way it was described, because I was trying to full, you know how long you can like find like Daily Motion. Like if you're looking for a reality show clip, like your best bet is Daily Motion. I was hoping to find like full episodes. I couldn't find any. I found like clips of her singing because she sings this beautiful song that um if not she wrote i was seeing people say that her brother wrote it but it's called why me i'm sure you're going to play a clip here it's gorgeous there's a scene where she's singing it to one of the other judges who was mona scott she always finds a way to fucking weasel into this show mona scott young yeah. a creator of love and so hip-hop she, and was everything. she was so one of the judges was dallas austin and so was tina and marie, tina marie. Yeah. <laughs> tina marie was there too but based on the press releases that i saw ultimately it looks like, because it was down to two people, it looks like Missy Elliott had final say, and Missy Elliott chose Wait, Jessica Betts. Wait, you know what's so funny? Do you know who else was a contestant on this show? Who? You remember the artist Yellow Wolf? Oh, Yellow Wolf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that on the thing. That's Isn't that crazy? <laughs> It's yeah, so Yellow weird. Wolf was a, was a. It's just so funny how these shows are like forgotten. The actual shows, but sometimes there are people who were on. Like they were like how Brie Larson auditioned for some random reality show, like singing. Or like real- how I'm like very invested in the like the first season of The Mole was extremely important to me. Like, <laughs> yes. didn't have any idea who Anderson Cooper was, but like watched every episode of The Mole and was like, who's watching The Mole? No one. And she's still singing. She her number one song on Spotify, and the song that you'll find if you search for her name on Twitter and you search her name on YouTube is a song "Catch Me," which is f- relatively new. She released it two years ago, but it must be one of the one. Well, there's a lot of like romantic language in it, where it's like, "I'm going to be the one. You're going to be. I, I'm, I want you to be the one who catches me." You know, it's very romantic. Nisi posted it almost in full on her Instagram stories, just covered in heart emojis, covered in heart emojis. She's going to give her so much promo. I'm happy about that. I love this, but. The thing that I was going, I was veering towards the story and then got lost on the way there was Nisi got headlines earlier this year because when she dumped her ex, her most recent ex, Jay Tucker, it was one of those classic stories where the rumor was that she got too sexy and the husband was like, well, I don't like this because like, <laughs> look at this. Was this it because she had headline. this like comeback moment? Well, she got a comeback. So it's sort of chicken egg, chicken and egg, right? So she got a comeback and she got more glamorous. This says that she like, you know, her bot, like she was got, just started dressing sexy. She got this thing says that she got like surgery. I don't want to go into that. But like basically like she got more glamorous. Yeah. Because she was more high profile. She was in this big show that was doing well. Critics loved it. She was in When They See Us, which was a big deal. She got some Emmy nominations. Like, she got more glamorous. Like, yeah. you do. And this this headline, Daily Mail, Nisi Nash finalizes her divorce from husband of nine years, Jay Tucker, dot, 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 after Insider said the actress, quote, got a brand new body. And that's when their troubles began. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, you're too sexy now. You got a brand new body. It's like, what? <laughs> so this story goes into her being like, she got like it went to her head. She has all she's all about her career now. Well, now looking back, even though this is only a few months old, it's clearly nothing to do with her new body. Right. Or it's, it's clearly about the- everything to do with. 
discovering you want to marry woman. <laughs> discovering that you want to marry this like this the the winner of the road to stardom with yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> so the way that they announced it is really funny. I love the way that they they both just post the same photo on their Instagram. Apparently their hashtag, their wedding hashtag was all bets are off. That's so cute. Uh, That's so cute. And it's bets with two T's. With two T's. And then if you scroll, 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 because you have to scroll through the Instagram of the new woman, right? Jessica Betts music. You gotta scroll through the woman. You gotta scroll through her Instagram. Just scroll, 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 scroll. Just some photos of her. Like, oh my God, there's Jessica Betts. Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, my new song, Catch Me, came out. Scroll, 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 scroll. And then you scroll. And then who do you see? You see Niecy Nash on the grid. Niecy Nash is on the grid from July twelfth, two thousand sixteen. And listen to what Niecy Nash is saying. The caption. Well, let me read the caption for it. The caption Wait. is so excited about my next hashtag bets project. <gasps> I asked a few friends to join me on this one. Special thanks to at Niecy Nash one for being such an inspiration. One hundred emoji. Stay tuned. Hashtag Wait. documentary coming soon. Wait. She loves posting. Um. The alien emoji is clearly Jessica Betts's thing. She loves the alien wait, emoji. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I don't care about the alien emoji. So she knew her. So she met her in 2016 or was working with her in 2016 on some project. Working with Unclear When They Met, but they were friends. Listen to this video, Lindsay. On a Listen documentary? To the video. Listen to the video. I tried to find the actual. Do- like, I don't know if this project ever got off the ground, whatever this project is. I can't find the fruits of this project, but the point is this video exists from 2016. Listen. <gasps> Jessica Betts is an artist. That feeds your soul. Get into it. I love you, Jessica. Oh. I love you, Jessica. So if the question was like, when did she meet this person? Did she meet her after or before? It's like she been know. knowing. Je- she been knowing. I've Jessica. already. I've already commented on this Jessica Betts video. No, you uh, haven't. From the Who Weekly account. I love this place because no. I don't know a place <laughs> that I love more. I don't know a place that I, I love, love more. I love this place. Wow, that's such good uh, sleuthing. That's looping. Yeah. The what are the other what are the other things that I saw? Oh, 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 oh. The last thing that was funny, the Us Weekly's coverage of this. Like every website sent their push alert. Like they couldn't send out their push alerts fast enough. It's like right. she's queer. Ah, she married a woman. Like no one can right. believe it. Right. So everyone's phones were exploding. If you happen to have push alerts enabled for gossip rags, um, Us <laughs> Which Weekly. Which we don't recommend. <laughs> Us Weekly's coverage is so funny. It says this. Celebs immediately congratulated the newlyweds in the comments. Quote, I love you so much, Sarah Paulson wrote. Quote, so happy for you, Jesse Tyler Ferguson added. Lena Waithe also wrote, oh. <laughs> quote, congrats, Anissi Nash one. Do you think all, y'all the gay, so much love. all the gay celebrities got like a double push alert? Or all the like, gays got their own push alert. <laughs> Holland Taylor is on like a leather armchair next to Sarah being like, you know, I always suspected that one. And Sarah's like, shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. <laughs> Why, is, why in your fantasy is this the personality? Holland's like, I always saw something in that Niecy Nash. I'm, I'm making her sound like Lauren Bacall in like a yeah, fancy piece commercial. Yeah, I don't know why she's like this. Yeah, I'm not sure like your your impersonation of her. I don't know like what your, the characterization of their relationship is weird. Like it's, okay, so do we think she's, she said Mrs. Carol Denise Betts on Instagram. Do we think she's actually going to go, like is Claus going to say starring a cat, starring Emmy nominated Icon Nisi Betts. No, I. <laughs> it's no. I think the fact that she said Carol 
like that's not a name that she's going to go by either. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like I think the Carol is a giveaway. Like she's not all of a sudden going to be like Carol Denise Betts. I, like I that's her, her name legal Carol. name. Carol but, too. But clearly if she didn't change her name from Nash when she divorced her first husband. It went to her second husband's whose last name was not Nash. It was like what, Turner or something? Whatever it is. No, uh, uh, Tucker. 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 She's not going to take the like she's gonna still be niecy nash but like her legal name is todd Haynes is like i gotta remake this (laughs) 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 let's let's pretend i mean it's very similar it's very i mean i mean she divorced harsh and moved on to just just bets plot twist (laughs) plot twist before the airless out will you catch me as I hoped you would before Will you hold me When I can't fake it anymore Catch me, catch me mm, I want you to catch me, baby Catch me, catch me What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita performed last night live for the first time in months. Did you see that? Yeah, well, she did a she did a UNICEF a UNICEF thing. She walked a red carpet. I'll tell you that that was probably the most exciting thing she's done in months. She did a UNICEF a full UNICEF performance. She was dressed like an angel. She was in a beautiful gown, lovely gown, beautiful gown, and she captioned her photo of the event. So happy to perform last night for UNICEF. Such a pleasure to be able to sing on stage again after lockdown for such a good cause. One point five million raised for UNICEF. Thank you for making me feel like an angel. And she looks great. They raised a million and a half dollars. Rita was like, I'm taking no chances. <sighs> My first event in red carpet since lockdown. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Unicef, for having me back this year as a performer and ambassador. I'm so proud of all the work you were all doing. <laughs> me to Unicef. I'm so proud of all the work that you're doing. Unicef's having a moment. I know. And do you think that it cancels out like doing an event like this because it's UNICEF, because it's charity or like, you know, because it's UNICEF? I think it does. I guess. Like Rita's like, Rita's like, get me on a fucking red carpet. I don't care if it's UNICEF. I'll do it. But I mean, it's good that it's UNICEF. She probably was like happy that it was UNICEF. But I'm just saying like, she's like, I got to get back out there. I got to get on a red carpet. She was also on a boat in Capri, which is where I think that's where the uh, UNICEF thing was. Oh, I'm sure that helped. On the boat. She said... We're back with the boat. <laughs> We're back with the boat picks. Not long, though. Not for long, though. Here for a great cause with UNICEF UK as a proud ambassador. I can't wait to perform tonight. Get ready for me to blast up your feed. Ew. Kissy face. Wait, but also like saying we're back with the boat picks. Like Rita is like aware that all she does is go on people's boats and yachts. <laughs> like, is that, like, that's like very self-aware of Rita to just be like back again with the boat picks. It's like, yeah, Rita, we know. It's we like Rita, I'm, I didn't have to go far down your feed to find other boats or like the last time you were on a boat was july 29th like you were on a boat a month ago yeah she <laughs> fucking back. loves being on boats she knows she's like back on the boat it's really it's really unreal that th- 
it just hasn't stopped for her. It just hasn't stopped. Well, it did stop when she was on her little, when she was at that little country house, when she was like Cotswold. bored out of her mind. Cotswold. Yeah. Her album that was not released in the US, Aura, celebrated its four year anniversary. So wow. congrats to Aura for being four years old. <laughs> but like, oh, but it wasn't released in the US. Do we yeah. get to celebrate that holiday then? It's like us celebrating Boxing Day. That's all Rita's up to. She's performing Nature is Healing, blah, 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 blah. We're done. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our weekly call-in show, Who's There, on Friday. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon.com. Such Who Weekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. And a commentary this week. Wear a mask. Next week. Don't listen to Dennis Quaid. Don't listen to Dennis Quaid. I'm not. Okay. Okay, bye. You will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know.